4: You can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's the final hour in this Thursday. Dan and the Dan. That's Dan Patrick Show. Come on in. Everybody's here, including Fritzy. More of your phone calls coming up. See what the poll question's going to be. A lively show in the first two hours. Spend some time with Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. Also, Peter King, football morning in America columnist. If you miss any of the interviews, you can always listen on the podcast or you can go to danpatrick.com. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter. I don't know if we have any more tickets left for the Vegas shows. That sounds weird saying, you know, we got five shows in Vegas. Uh, It's a residency. Yes. (laughs) We're uh, like Celine Dion, you know. We have our residency. Maybe they'll ask us to stay. Why not? Yeah, know yeah, Back, you know, we're going to keep them. Fountain Blue is where we're going to be. Yes, Marvin. Where do we get our tuxes from? No, we're not a tux, huh? Kind of group. No, no, we're not. You sure? Well, look at Todd. Todd looks like when we went to the Notre Dame game in uh, Ireland. Todd looks like about. 14,000 guys that I saw there from Notre I was Dame. for
5: the assistant coach. Kind of no, special teams you look quarter. like a booster.
4: Right. You got your Notre Dame hat, Notre Dame pullover. You look like a booster there.
1: Hey, has anybody seen the T-shirt cannon? Oh, that guy's got it.
4: That guy's got it. <laughs> <laughs> or or you look like a, an overgrown ball boy.
5: I'll take that, actually. Right. Overgrown ball boy. H- That'd be called worse. Hey,
4: hey. <laughs> They never say you're an undergrown ball boy. It's always the overgrown. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator Tyler standing by. Your phone calls. Patrick Mahomes is likening his rivalry, if you want to call it that, with Josh Allen, similar to Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. And he had this to say.
5: You probably grew up in an era where Brady and Manning were the kind of big quarterback mm-hmm.
2: battle. Do you have any sense that that's maybe what you and Josh Allen are becoming now? Yeah, I mean, we've played in a lot of big games. I'm excited for the challenge. I mean, I grew up watching those games and remember how much memories I have from that. And so hopefully we can play in these great games as well and give memories to the kids that come up behind us.
4: He also talked about finally playing a road playoff game.
2: Obviously, I've been lucky enough to play a lot of games at home at Arrowhead Stadium. It kind of just everything's fell that way. Um, but now we get the great opportunity to go on the road play in a hostile environment, one that I haven't been able to play with st- with fans in the stands. Um, and even though I know it's going to be hostile and it's gonna, there are going to be people talking trash and everything like that, I'm excited for it because, I mean, it's one of the best environments in football, and you want to do that when you grow up watching these games is play in the best environments and see what it's like.
4: And uh, Buffalo's favored by two and a half in this game. You know, you can, got Jordan Love and the Packers. You can't be intimidated. If you do what you did in Dallas, yes, you're on the road again going to San Francisco. San Francisco is a a nine-and-a-half point favorite. Also, the Ravens, you know, the Ravens' one is tricky because as good as they've been, and they're the favorites in the AFC, it just feels like they get to the postseason. Lamar Jackson is another player where we go, well, okay, MVP season, let's see what you do in the postseason. And they're favored by nine-and-a-half. Now, the Texans... Playing at home, played very freely. Uh, Cleveland was supposed to win. Now the Texans going to Baltimore. I don't know if weather is going to be an issue there. Tampa Bay, you won at home. You weren't supposed to win. Now you go to Detroit. You know, Detroit trying to replicate that feeling, that sound that you had with the Rams. and Somebody's going to surprise somebody this weekend. It, it happens every year. I guess the most surprising would be the Texans beating the Ravens in Baltimore. But Green Bay going out to San Francisco would be a a close second. And Tampa has, it feels like Tampa knows who they are. And a lot of times when you have these teams and you think you're something other than what you really are, that's when you lose. That's when you slip up. You make a mistake. You you take your opponent for granted. You got to know who you are and maintain that. Instead of, uh, we got the Texans coming in. Like, you can't do that. And you can't, if you're San Francisco saying, well, yeah, they surprised the Cowboys. They're not going to surprise us. They're not going to be more physical than, uh, you know, they were against Dallas. I think that's, you know, you got to continue to say that. You got to make sure that your team understands that. Not hears you, but truly understands that. Here is uh, Nick Bosa talking about facing Jordan Love. What Kyle talks about is, is the whole team has
1: improved throughout the entire season. They've gotten a lot of guys healthy, and, and they have a lot of the same guys from the past really good teams they've had, and um, a quarterback who does exactly what he's coached to do, which Aaron Rodgers is a hall of famer and unbelievable, but he kind of went outside of the realm of, of coaching, and and uh, sometimes it's, it's good when you have a guy who, who does what he's
4: coached to do. Okay, I don't know if he's throwing shade at Aaron Rodgers. And it feels like, certainly in Green Bay, in the state of Wisconsin, they were trying to twist it a little bit, that he's saying Jordan Love is coachable and maybe Aaron Rodgers isn't. Uh, I don't think he's saying that. I think what he's saying is, Jordan Love, we, we know what to expect from him, but he's still able to do that. Where Aaron Rodgers, we didn't know what to expect. He sort of colored outside the lines. You gave him a play, and then he would freelance on that. Jordan Love maybe doesn't do that as much. I mean, that's what I heard. But all of a sudden, you know, a, a couple of friends who are Green Bay fans were like, man, did you hear Bosa? Bosa calling out Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, uh, "What? Uh, what's this about? And then I listened to it and I go, no, we just describing Aaron Rodgers and how he plays. I, don't, I, I think he's crediting Jordan. He's crediting both. But I didn't see it as Bosa calls out Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Paul.
6: Nick Bosa, high motor on the field, low motor off the field.
4: I don't even think the motor's on. It's like uh, you know, Jordan Love. But you
1: know, Kyle uh, talks uh, about uh, is, uh, is uh, the whole so. team has improved throughout the entire season. They've gotten a lot of guys healthy, and, and they have a lot of the same guys from the past really good teams they've had, mm-hmm. and okay. um, a quarterback who... Land the plane,
4: exactly come on, come do, on, Nick, come Aaron on. Rogers Land a the plane. That is the quote. He yeah. went outside of the realm of, uh, of
1: coaching, and we're
4: on deadline, deadline, man.
1: Sometimes it's <laughs> it's good when you have a guy who who does what he's supposed
4: okay. to. all right, right, okay. That's
6: why I really like the Harry Potter books because I just uh, I think they're, they're really what? cool. They have a okay. solid offensive line, and he's I look forward to the challenge. Sort of our our
4: Dumbledore, and we've got. Against You don't want to rile me up because I'm coming after you. I'm going to open a can of (laughs) whoops on you, Jordan Love.
6: Tomorrow at (laughs) the game. Uh, (laughs) The brosas are the best.
4: They are. They are. Did you call them the brosas? Yeah, the brosas. Joey and Nick Brosas. Yeah, they are the brosas. They got the
6: name spelled wrong.
4: Yeah. (laughs) B-R-O-S-A. All bro. They make the Gronks. All pro, all bro. There you go. Yeah. All bro team. Yes. Uh, Jason Kelsey, he is, uh, I guess, going to retire. Hadn't made it official yet, but uh, the Eagles center had this to say. Um, I think this was after the loss. All right.
5: You know, Nick kind of gave me an opportunity to talk. I didn't announce what I was doing on purpose, despite, I guess, what's been leaked to the Media, I just don't think you're in a position after a game like that to really make that decision. I just don't. There's too much emotion in the moment to really fully grasp that decision. I'm not trying to be dramatic and continue to draw this thing out. I'm really not. It's just something that I think, uh, you know, when it's time to officially announce. You know what's happening in the future. It'll be done in 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 a way that's you know definitive and pays respect to a lot of people and uh, individuals that have meant a lot to me and has led to the career
3: I've had.
4: Yeah, he's going to the Hall of Fame. It's hard to be famous as a center in the NFL, and but he but he's become famous. First of all, he's great at what he does. But sometimes we don't know when you're great at what you do, right? You just look and you go, I, I don't know. It seemed like he had a good game. Usually, if the quarterback doesn't get sacked or you run for 150 yards, and we go, man, that offensive line. It's not where you go, man, that center. Awesome. But, you know, keep in mind when you win a Super Bowl, he was fun during the victory parade. And he was one of People magazine's sexiest men alive. And his brother got famous along the way, too. He's a Hall of Famer. You got the uh, push, tush, or the tush, push. And, um, you know, that's where it starts. It starts with the center. And he'll go into broadcasting when it's all said and done. But, you know, when you think about famous offensive linemen, famous centers. Now, I always go back to Mick Tinglehoff, who played for the Vikings, Jim Otto, who played for the Raiders. When it comes to other centers, yes, Todd?
5: Mike Webster,
4: Steelers? Yeah. He'd be up there. Big Arms? Yeah. But he was famous for going to four Super Bowls. He had a tragic life off the field, died at a relatively young age. But, you know, to be famous now, it feels like you got to be a tackle. You got to be a left tackle because you got to have a great left tackle. But to be famous as a center, there's a lot of things that have to go your way. First of all, he's a great quote. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, he looks yeah, has a unique look and his brother is really, really famous uh, for dating somebody really, 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 really famous. And he's a Hall of Famer as well. Maybe throwing another more but you know, really, really. But uh Really, really, really Yeah. Yeah, but to be famous as an offensive lineman. You know, Laramie Tunsil got famous on draft night. <laughs> that had nothing to do with him playing. Uh, but You know, you have Trent Williams, who is going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's not famous. If you walked into a bar, you'd say, man, that dude looks like he played football. You know, you might recognize Jason Kelsey if you walked into a bar. You know, there's certain guys that they become famous. Who would have thought Pat McAfee would be as famous as he is? He was a punter. Uh, He did stand-up comedy. He wanted to be famous, but... You know, he became more famous when he we left the NFL. I mean, not many punters get famous. You know, Ray Guy was the first punter where I go, all right, that's a weapon, Ray Guy. Um, but, you know, Pat McAfee was a punter in Indianapolis. <laughs> you know? Yes, Marv?
7: Jason Kelsey might be wife famous. I always go by, does my mm. wife know who that is? Like my wife that doesn't follow sports. There's plenty of wives that follow sports. My wife doesn't. She knows who Jason Kelsey is. Okay. Because it's the brother of Travis Kelsey who's dating Taylor Swift. So it's just one of those domino effects. And the Amazon document uh, documentary that he had, yeah. we watched that in People magazine. Yeah. Like there's no offensive lineman that I know that's wife famous.
4: <laughs> it's a new category there. Yeah. Give me another famous offensive lineman. I mean, famous. Currently. Well, like in the past ten years. Well, Now we're in the past. Like hey, yeah. Kevin Mawai is not famous. Really good center. But when you think about being famous as an offensive lineman.
1: Joe Thomas? Yeah. He was he was known. I don't know if he was famous, but he was known to people. I don't think he'd, he'd be wife known. No.
4: No, he wouldn't. Yes, Todd?
5: Dan Deardorff back in the day had a nice record. I was talking to, about today. Just today.
4: <sighs> thank you, though. That will be tough. Yeah, thank you, Todd. Alan Fanica, he... Uh, <laughs> oh, he can't walk the streets, Fanica. Gene Upshaw, Bruce Matthews. No, no, we, uh, we got that. Uh, I'm talking about now. you know, Not your childhood. Yeah, Paul.
6: I could go back with McAfee. When he was with the Colts, like midway through his career, before he became kind of a character, he emailed us about... I still have him. He emailed us about coming on the show. He's like, you ever need something? I'd like to do something. I'm doing comedy. He pitched sports radio places about doing stuff. He was actively pursuing his post-career, during
4: his career. Mm. And uh, it was a, it was an interesting strategy. Yeah, but still, he's a punter. Right. You, know, you don't get famous. And he wasn't even the best punter. He was a great punter, but he wasn't the best punter. And he's in Indy. So, you know, it's, it, there's no direct path of getting famous. But if you're saying Jason Kelsey was going to be famous, that wouldn't have been on my bingo card. No, it just wouldn't. But the podcast with his brother, both are first ballot Hall of Famers, and then Travis started dating uh, you know, uh, Taylor Swift. Yes, Tom? It seems
5: like offensive linemen are also encouraged to, or it's something cute about them not talking, like the Broncos' offensive linemen. Didn't they like, go through a season of seasons where no one said anything? Not that they're running the media to go get a quote from an offensive lineman, but there's something about that position where, you know, just do your job and we don't really need to hear from you guys.
4: Well, you normally don't talk to them. You want to hear from the coach, you want to hear from the quarterback, and you want to hear from, uh, you know, star players. Offensive linemen, we only hear your name or number when, you know, you get called for holding. That's it. I mean, imagine that you can do your job and nobody mentions it. What other position, when you think about the NFL, uh, you know, maybe a defensive back, A cornerback where you don't nobody goes your way like Darrell Revis they didn't go in his direction but then if there was a pass interference then you'd hear you know penalty on Revis most of these other guys they'll call out your name because well you're doing something great offensive lineman yet (laughs) you rarely have that all right we'll get to uh, phone calls by the way Mike McCarthy is holding a press conference. To say thank you, Jerry, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. Wow. Thank you. No, wow. that's not true. He's not. He's not. It's not actual sound of wow. Mike McCarthy. <laughs> thank you, Jerry. We saw this coming. You know, wow. Yeah. Hey, I'm as surprised as you people are that I'm still up here. Yes, sir. Is this
5: a mandatory thing? Why would he talk at this point? Just be happy you're still the coach, and well, you know, I don't understand. It's Dallas. It seems ridiculous to put him in that position when so many people think he has no business coaching another game there. Well, he's to go talk I, to them.
4: Normal, normal situation, you don't hold a press conference to announce you're coming back. Or we're honoring his contract. <laughs> <laughs> hey. But this is the Cowboys. Why not Jerry press-
5: Jones just do it? And explain why he's keeping Mike? Mike. Why do we need to Oh, I'm sure that conference? he
4: will, yes. But, you know, he's, he's making it seem like Mike is the coach. It's not Jerry. A... Uh, Mike, you need to go out there and act like you're the head coach, and then I'll get up there and then I'll let them know that I'm still uh, in charge. But uh, yeah, Mike McCarthy is uh, holding you're kind the of thing. the opener. Yeah, and then you <laughs> tee him up for me. <laughs> you warm up the audience, and then I'll come in and I'll kill, I'll slay. Okay, all right, Mister Jones. Mister Jones and me. me. All right, let me take a break. More phone calls coming up. We're back after this on the popular Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
7: T.J.
4: Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from.
3: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye.
4: If it's not a big deal, why is he meeting with the media? Season's over. This isn't an exit interview for the media for the season. I like he's under contract. That's I don't know. I'm, is Mike Tomlin holding a press conference too to announce that he's coming back, or ownership going to say that Mike's coming back? I'm not like we're not supposed to be surprised, but I'm surprised that he's holding a press conference there. Is Jerry Jones going to get up and talk? I'm, I'm guessing any opportunity to reinforce why he was staying with Mike McCarthy, and good for Mike. I mean, you know, it's a good regular season, great regular season, but there's going to be question all year long. Now, does he get a contract extension? That's what I want to know. If Jerry Jones is all in on Mike McCarthy, then don't leave him hanging with a one-year deal, his last year, and that might be what he does. Um, And also, I I know we focused on uh, the Cowboys here, but what the Packers have done has been really remarkable. And the questions that they had, um, what was going on, Aaron Rodgers' situation, Jordan Love, you you used that first-round draft pick, but give credit to Brian Gutekunst, the GM, because, you know, fresh off the loss in the NFC title game in 2020, Gutekunst, Decided he was going to draft Jordan Love. You still had Aaron Rodgers. And it was met with immense criticism. And once again, this offseason, after dealing Rodgers to the Jets, the Packers decided that uh, they were going to let some veteran players go. Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, uh, Robert Tanyan, uh, Mercedes Lewis. And they were going to go with younger players. And you started to wonder how long would it take. I thought the Packers were a playoff team. And I was all in on Jordan Love, but they're better than I thought, and better sooner than I thought. The fact that they're going to be playing the Niners with an opportunity to go to the NFC title game. Give credit to Green Bay. I know we've given a lot of blame to the Cowboys because that's a uh, that's clickbait, but Green Bay that is impressive with what they did in uh, you know. After the first third of the season where I just wasn't sure why it wasn't clicking and didn't look comfortable, and then all of a sudden, man, those last, what, 10 games, they were as good as anybody in football. And we saw that with what they did to Dallas. I don't know if it was a fluke. I think how they won and by the, you know, the, the point spread, that's surprising. The fact that they won, I don't know if we should be as that, you know, that surprised as, as we've been. Uh, Chris in Idaho. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind today?
3: Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, sure. I've got a question for you on
6: Mike McCarthy, and then I'm gonna tie that into Mike Tomlin. I, I'm not certain why uh we have these conversations about Mike McCarthy, twelve win seasons, loses in the first round of the playoffs. You
7: got Mike Tomlin who hasn't won a playoff game you know, since two thousand sixteen. He's got twelve wins, he's got eleven wins, he's got thirteen wins. And he's got the gold standard in the NFL
6: of never having a below 500 season. So he's got a bunch of seasons at 8 and 8 or just barely above 500. But why is he never questioned? Why do we never have these questions about Tomlin when he's the okay head coach in the NFL?
4: Well, I think having the Super Bowl victory, but Mike McCarthy has one too. But not with the Cowboys. Um, you know, Mike's been doing it for 17 years at a very high level. When he had a quarterback, then they were going to two Super Bowls there. Um, I don't put him up there on this uh, pedestal like others do because we should still hold him accountable. You know, he set the bar high. Well, why isn't the bar that high still that we should expect playoff wins? And they haven't had a playoff win since 2016. Did I expect them to make the playoffs this year? Yes, I said this on the show. Um, they weren't, they weren't dangerous, but you don't have a quarterback. And now you're going to Mason Rudolph again. You still don't have a quarterback. But Mike, I think with Mike, looks like a coach and sounds like a coach. And I think we, we get caught up in that. I, I don't think Mike McCarthy looks like the coach that we all have in our mind. And I think we might hold that against Mike McCarthy. Whereas Mike Tomlin, that guy looks like, you know, he chiseled. Like, he's got that Don Shula look like, oh, man, he's intense. Uh, but I, I, I think we're not holding Mike Tomlin where we probably should because all he does is win and, you know, that he's somehow overcome this. He's got a defensive player of the year. He's got skill position, guys. He just doesn't have his quarterback. And that will reduce any of these coaches. That will drop you down. Mike, Mike McCarthy's had quarterbacks. He had Aaron Rodgers. And he has Dak Prescott. Okay. You're going to win games. You should win games. But I think with Mike Tomlin, um, he should be a guy that we look at and say, you got to win playoff games, not just get into the playoffs. We expect you to. You're the Steelers. You should make it into the playoffs and win playoff games. And he hasn't done that. But you're, you know, caller's right. We don't hold uh, Mike Tomlin. As accountable as we do some other coaches, yeah, pong.
6: I think a big factor is the lack of over coverage of the Steelers and the over coverage of the Cowboys, which makes them more interesting. But the 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 Steelers don't invite coverage; they don't want to be on hard knocks multiple times. Their owner doesn't. Their ownership group you can't you couldn't get the Steelers owner for an interview in a hundred years. They never talk. They they keep everything in house. You know, they had some issues. Remember with Antonio Brown and players like that. But the Steelers don't invite coverage. They keep things low and they avoid drama. And the Cowboys are—they're overcovered by the national media, but they also invite it simultaneously. Right.
4: Well, yeah, I know that that they overcover the Cowboys because that's clickbait. But
6: that—that's I think that's why McCarthy gets the coverage of "Oh, look what he's doing." When his record's not that much different than than Tomlin, it's Tomlin is more a steady hand, and the the, the, the whole franchise feels steady. He, while they're not winning anything, they feel steady. But 2016 is the last time they won a playoff
4: game. Yeah. And it's fair for criticism. Yes, but but it doesn't happen. Weirdly. It feels like the media is afraid to critique Mike Tomlin. Like, hold him accountable. He is a Hall of Fame coach. Nine and eight. I mean, ten and seven. I mean, I expect more out of him. He's a great head coach. But, you know, he walked out of a press conference yesterday when asked about his future. So, I, I don't know. I mean... By all accounts, players love him, but I'd still win a playoff game. I don't think that's out of out of bounds to go. Hey, uh, did you criticize Mike Tom? No, I'm just pointing out the obvious here. Hey, Mike McCarthy's winning 12 games. Now they're not easing into the playoffs. They're they're getting into the playoffs, and granted, they're not winning playoff games either. And we crucify Mike McCarthy. Feels like, you know, Mike Tomlin is a little more hands-off. For whatever reason, it just feels that way. Yes, Paul?
6: I've always heard the same thing. Like Mike, uh, Mike, uh, uh, Mike Tomlin, players love him. You know, he's a great guy. I don't care at all. Fans don't care at all if he's a great guy. The players love him. Bell Belichick, I don't know if the players liked him. I know some of the players probably don't like him. I don't know if he's a good guy at all. Like that, that stuff doesn't play to the fans. You know, who knows? Like, Mike Vrabel seems like a great dude. Like, for beers, yeah. I don't know if that's what makes him a good coach or not. Yeah, but he got fired. Yeah. Great guy. He did more with less.
1: He got fired. Yeah, he... Seaton. I think it's like uh, if Bill Belichick was completely reliant on Tom Brady for one thing, it was balance. And. It's like the story of, you know, how nobody was going there to play with Bill Belichick. They were going there to play with Tom Brady. Well, nobody's going there to play with Mac Jones. No. You know, he doesn't have that balance of, it's like, it's a really tough situation, but there's a guy that's like, but trust me, if we just have fun and we'll all stick together, this is going to be awesome. We're going to win a ton of games. He doesn't have that counterpart anymore.
4: Baker and Bozeman. Hey, Bake, welcome back.
3: Danny, good morning to you and the Danettes and the backroom guys. I'm going to request,
4: you, Danny, specifically regarding Coach Belichick. But first,
3: given
1: the news about Coach McCarthy, um, I wanted to suggest you either hide all the sharp objects in the, in the Dan Cave, or, or maybe encourage Chey and Irving to record today's Dan Patrick
4: takes again gamble via Zoom. Um, but <laughs> as a long as a long suffering, as a long suffering Falcons fan, you asked Peter King something that that to be honest, kind of made me. You said. Uh, is 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 Coach Belichick being hired
1: by the Falcons a foregone conclusion? And I, I lurched because, you know, when it comes to, to to Belichick and foregone conclusions with the Falcons, I just had flashbacks of Super Bowl
3: Fifty One, and I wanted to encourage you to tamp down those kind of. Like, All right, no,
4: sorry, Baker. Sorry, it's too soon to bring up the twenty-eight to three. I won't won't do that. I'll remember that. If Belichick is introduced as the Falcons head coach. <laughs> How long before somebody asked about 28-3? to 3? In the first 10 minutes of the Q&A? Over under the first 10 minutes of Q&A. Yes, Eden. And the way that they cutely try to get
1: around it at first. or They're like, uh, Coach, obviously uh, you've got some history here with this team. Uh, you, uh... <laughs>
7: yes, Marvin. Within the first six questions.
4: Oh, so you're going six.
7: Yeah. Okay.
4: I'm going to put over under eight questions. Now, this is if he's hired. First eight questions. Yeah, Pauline.
6: I watched the Robert Kraft, Gerard Mayo uh, press conference yesterday. It was really fun. There was some back and forth. There were some awkward moments. I counted four Bill Belichick reference questions mm. in the first ten. True, sure. And they did their best to pay pay a nod to Belichick. But Gerard Mayo said, I love Coach. He's brought me here. He taught me. I'm going to do it my way with his influences. It was
4: really, he did a really good Yeah, but good Belichick job. had already signed off on Gerard Mayo. We're not talking about Arthur Smith going, you know, uh, I'm okay if Bill Belichick comes in to replace me. Yes, Mark?
7: Yeah, you said the first 10 minutes. I don't think Bill Belichick's going to be up there for 10
4: minutes. Ooh, okay. 10 questions.
7: <laughs> yeah, I said within the first six you questions. You said six. Like I'm... Seton said, somebody with a little cutesy, you yeah. know. You have some history with...
4: Yeah. Yes, Todd.
5: What exactly then is the smart or... Curious or interesting question to ask of him, other than you know, how ironic is it that you're coaching a team that you came back to be 28-3 in the Super Bowl? Like, what exactly? How would you word that? If you want,
4: all I care is why Atlanta. That's it. If he has his choice of jobs, why Atlanta? Uh, Did the Cowboys reach out to you? Now he he doesn't have to answer and usually doesn't. You know, I'm uh, I'm here as the Atlanta Falcons head coach. That's all that matters. Uh, I would just say why? Why Atlanta? Yes, Marv.
7: If he leads Atlanta even to another Super Bowl, I mean, his legend grows even more so than it already is.
4: <laughs> Thank you, Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> that was Fritzy-esque. That if uh, if he wins the Super Bowl in Atlanta, Atlanta no, 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 legacy no, no. even if, grows. No, <laughs> just to clarify, you're saying. If he wins, wins a, Super a Super Bowl, Bowl in Atlanta, he'll do good for his, his image. legacy grows even. I said
7: if he gets to a Super Bowl, I say win.
4: Oh, okay.
7: If he gets to the NFC title game. Yes, of course yeah. it would. He <laughs> if he gets even... to the divisional round.
4: <laughs> if he makes the playoffs, I think his legacy grows. If he's in the
7: playoff hunt,
5: coach of the year.
4: <laughs> Yes,
7: Tom. I want to know
5: for the journalist that's determined to work in the 28-3 thing. That's
4: how question? would you do it? You're, you I keep don't think asking I about this. I know,
5: but I'm not not just why Atlanta. I mean, like if you you're determined, I got to work in this 28-3 thing. What is the question exactly? We all know what happened. What do you What are you asking someone who already gets perturbed at the media for stupid questions or things that are from years ago? What are you asking? All I right. got to be the one that's going to bring up twenty eight three. So, what's the unique question that you're trying to get him to answer? Besides like, the irony. of it.
1: You're having an argument right now with an imaginary reporter about a topic they don't no, but about we'll, a press conference they haven't that isn't even happening.
5: No, but if it happened, we're saying we're already taking bets on it. Is it the third question? Is it the ninth question? So we think it's definitely going to be a question. Well,
4: we're 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 joking about it. I just want
5: to know what the question would I, be. Uh, so what so.
4: then? Tell me what you the question. No, I wouldn't I'm, ask I'm, it. I
5: wouldn't be the one to ask that. I wouldn't bring it up.
4: You seem consumed by it.
5: I'm fascinated by someone that's going to ultimately be someone that wants to work that in, in, but how would they work that in, where it's something that Bill Belichick thinks is an interesting question to ask. I'm going to be the one that does it, so I... (laughs) (sighs) No one's asked it yet. I'm going to get in there. So remember when... It's like a little Chris Farley. Remember when you guys were down 28-3? If you were to
1: guess how long it took you to make this decision,
2: (laughs) would you say it was closer to 28 minutes or three minutes?
4: (laughs) My fellow journalists, uh, they said that uh, in uh, over-under-tenth question that uh, we would ask you about 28-3. to 3. Coach, this is the ninth, ninth question. Any memories stick out about the time you've played Atlanta? <laughs> <laughs> is it a three-year,
5: $28 million contract?
6: <laughs> yes, Pauline. I know what Fritz is saying. How? <laughs> oh, I, I know it, but... I, I'm going to take a shot. It's, it's, he's consumed by it. Let's say you were a reporter who wanted to ask it. You, maybe you just said something like, Coach, to fans that associate you with the most painful day in this franchise history, you would say what? And I don't know if that's a good question or I'd not. I actually like that one. But something of that ilk where it, it references it, but you open the door to, for him to... Because he is the biggest villain, him and Brady, in that
4: franchise's history. They ripped a Super Bowl win away from them. I just try to win games. I, I don't get caught up in... Uh, you know, how the people feel or something. That's probably exactly what he's going to say. No, he's not going to say anything. <laughs> you know, if he's going to go home and go, gosh, you know, I felt bad for that fan base, you know. I I, I guess I, I could ask it in a way that, you know, Bill, you've been involved in a couple of heartbreaking losses in the Super Bowl, and the Falcons certainly had one of those at, you know, at your expense. What would you say to this fan base to try to forget that or try to come back from that. Now, he's, once again, he doesn't have to answer anything. You can have the best questions. When, when people say you ask great questions, I go, it doesn't matter unless it's a great answer. And the, and the longer you go, the worse it is. Because you can see his face where he's just going, please just stop asking the question. <laughs> yeah, can, you, can you please just stop asking the question? Uh, we're just on to Trading camp. The longer the question, the shorter the answer. Is he just going to go, oh, God.
7: Yes, Mark? Yeah, there's nothing better when I cut sound of Bill Belichick. It's 20 seconds of the question and three seconds of the answer. We're on to whatever opponent. Yeah. Stop asking. Don't even ask him any questions.
4: Yeah, but you're nervous asking him because you know, oh, my God, I, I got to ask this question. I'm going to try to ask this question. I'm nervous asking this question. I'm going to try to phrase it so I can get a good answer out of him. And then... He immediately takes the air out of the balloon. Yes, Mark.
7: What about just a photo op with him with the helmet? All right, that's it. That's it, Coach. Thanks.
4: Also, he just up there with his Falcon helmet? Yeah. And that's it. Him, Arthur Blank,
7: the helmet, handshake. All right, thanks, thanks Coach.
4: And if I was uh, fanatics, I'd come out with Bill Belichick gear, that you could buy your Falcon's Belichick gear. As soon as you introduce him, just say, and you can buy your uh, Bill Belichick hoodie. It's available And it'll actually be cut. You know, scissors will be used to cut off the sleeves. Pre-cut. All right, let me take a break. Last call for phone calls, what we learned, what's in store tomorrow. And uh, if you have an idea of how to ask Bill Belichick that question of 28 to 3, you can join us as well. Todd would love to know that. We're back after this.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Die. Basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession.
0: But the problem is that that paperwork,
3: as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to the big take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft.
4: to wrap things up. They didn't have a press conference because he's being brought back. I guess it's just the timing of that. And then Mike Tomlin will have one in an hour from now. That'll be the wrap-up to the season, not to announce that he's coming back. By the way, Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, reportedly interviewing with Seattle and Washington today. So I'm assuming that's going to be via Zoom. Yes, Todd?
5: Would you have had fun with it if you're Mike McCarthy, where you go up to the thing and just pull off the band-aid and be like, still here or something like that, or make some kind of joke along those lines, or you have to play it completely serious? Would you?
4: I would not. Okay. Yeah, that's the answer. But if
5: I thought everyone in the room except for three people thought I had no business still being the coach, I feel like, am I supposed to have a little fun with this now before I start? I
4: I don't think he needs to act like he's surprised that he's still there. I would want my coach to have total confidence going in, not going, <laughs> I'm surprised as you are. It would be kind of awesome, though, if he was <laughs> like, crew. Crew. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Still here, right? right yes, yeah. it uh, back yeah. one more time, yeah. huh, guys?
4: Yeah, i got to pinch myself, see if it's real. I'm back here. Uh, Oscar in Tennessee. Hi, Oscar. What's on your mind today?
5: Hi, Dan. I hope you have a good morning. Uh, I, uh, <clears throat> I have a favor to ask. Okay. Um, about four months ago, I had a, a taken out, and uh, I couldn't smoke. I've been smoking for almost 40 years. And my wife said, let's put you on the patch. And so I am like, yeah, let's do it. So it's two weeks, spent, well, you know, three and then two and then one, two weeks each. And I said that, there's no way I could have quit cold turkey. I don't want to quit you cold turkey. Could you possibly do the same thing
4: for four years, go from three hours to two hours to one hour? <laughs> uh no, I, I I made a commitment. Uh, I think he wants me to gradually reduce. He needs to wean off you. Yes, yes. There's no patch that we're, like a DP show patch that we're going to give you that will help you. you Not know, uh, yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, Research and development. We could probably get them on the website by tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Slap it on. Yeah. No, no. We got uh, a little less than four years, and then that'll be it. Yep, maybe maybe we do something once a week. But, you know, as far as the daily show, no.
6: Patrick backtracks.
4: Nope.
7: Nope. Yeah, Marv. Hey, something completely unrelated to what you just said. Right? I want to redeem myself from last year. Last year at this time, I messed up something terrible. The NFL announced who's performing the national anthem in America the Beautiful. And I'm going to give you guys guesses this year yeah, instead of just saying it.
4: Last year you blurted it out. I sure did. You know, Chris Stapleton.
7: And I almost felt bad about it.
4: Yeah. Well, you do. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who is going to sing the national anthem? I give you a hint. All right. Female? Okay. Olivia Rodriguez? No. Older. Older than her? Billie Eilish? Country. Reba McIntyre? All right. That is good. All right.
7: Reby in Vegas. Yep. So in America the Beautiful, it's a male artist. He fuses hip-hop and R&B and pop. This is surprising to me. Robin Thicke. No. male (laughs) artist that fuses hip-hop, R&B, did you say? Yeah, a little bit of pop also. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. okay. younger guy. Uh,
1: Omarion.
4: Oh, he's white. Jack Harlow. Oh, it's a
7: white guy. Jack Harlow. That's a good guy. guess, but no,
4: no. We we've had enough Jack Harlow. <laughs> we have. We have. We have. Um, Post Malone. Blue. Oh! Oh,
7: okay. Bloop. That was a little surprising because those are for singers. I don't know if he's a great singer
4: or not.
1: Well, what's he singing? America. America the Beautiful. America, now, can you, can you can you
4: can you auto tune when you're out there to sing America the Beautiful?
7: Oh, he better, because Babyface did it last year, and Chris Stapleton did oh the God. national anthem last year. Yeah. So I
4: yeah. like it. I like Post Malone. Yeah, I'd like to have him on the show. He's a sports fan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Post come down.
7: Posty.
1: Yeah. Out um, blue.
4: Yes. He was there too. Yeah, he was there for the opening.
7: Yeah. Post Malone. So Post, feel free. Yeah. Greatest song ever, besides A Change Gonna Come, White Iverson.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking the <laughs> same thing. Not a ball, yeah. Okay. All
7: right.
4: Yeah. And and you know what? He did it. Uh, Just posted a song post. He posted oh, yes. a song <laughs> on the internet. Like that's just truly a uh, groundswell. You know. Good for him. All right. Uh, this day in sports history, Paulie.
6: Uh, in the buzzkill of all time, in 1951, the NFL passed a rule that said tackle, guard, and center could not catch a forward pass. It was a free-for-all in 1950. Good times. 1969, Ted Williams was appointed manager of the Washington
4: Senators. What that? No
6: one remembers that like you're saying, mm. Dan. And in 1996, Bob Costas hated this, baseball owners unanimously approved interleague play for
4: 1997.
1: That's the worst. Ugh. I hate interleague play. Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst.
4: Uh, let me see if there's anything else. Uh, 1963 on this day. Al Davis becomes the head coach and GM of the Oakland Raiders. And Jim Thorpe gets his gold medals back 70 years after they were taken away from him in the IOC. Oh, what a shame. Pentathlon and the Decathlon. Todd, what did you learn on today's award-nominated program?
5: Curt in Michigan wonders aloud if Bill Belichick will definitely get any head coaching job for 2024. <laughs> what?
4: People are overthinking this. Yeah, You're the Falcons. I, you get relevant right away. you got the greatest coach of all time. I don't know. Would you take him? Seton, what would you learn? Todd really wants to know how they work. That question
1: <laughs> into the press it's conference. it's going to be the
5: third, sixth, or ninth question. How, do I, how, do, I, I, how do I ask 28-3? <laughs>
4: remember when you guys came all the way back oh, and we I thought we but, won, but yeah. now you're the coach of the team that you beat? That uh, now you're on our team? What uh, yeah, <laughs> a dirty bird. You what mean. did I learn, Tom?
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Peter King believes Mike Vrabel would be a perfect fit in Seattle to work with Seahawks GM John Schneider.
4: Discover cashback debit checking account that rewards everyone with cashback on everyday purchases. No fees, period. Check out eligibility in terms, discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Thanks for joining us. We'll try to do better tomorrow.
3: It's Freddie Prinz Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.